Face point of view of Big J. I am Big J. Today I'm here with baby sister Gabby. Speak to the people. Hey guys. Alright, so today I wanted to let you guys know about Corona in prison and, you know, what we're going through during these times in Census, Florida. So I talked to a couple of guys before I did this because I felt like this was this one just got like kinda important. Just wanna let y'all know what's going on. So I'm gonna start by telling y'all what our schedule was prior to Corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to Corona, you know, we had our 615 count, by 645 count squared. You can come out, you can come get on the phone, get in the shower, uh, plug your tablet into the kiosk so you can sing messages, download music. Around 8 o'clock, past the store, you can go to yard and stuff. So from 645 to 8 o'clock, 645 in the morning to 11 o'clock in the morning, we're out moving around. It's a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, twelve thirty years count, and one o'clock count clears, and so from one to three thirty, same thing: phones, showers, kiosks. You're going on your passes. You're going to yard. A lot of movement. Then three thirties count, then we're back out moving around about four fifteen to eight thirty. So doing the same thing: passes, showers, kiosks, law library, yard, gym, all of these things. That's about 11 hours that you got uh, time to handle what you need to do on the phone, mm-hmm. do a lot of library, do all of those things. As of right now, we're getting 50 minutes out every day. But sometimes those times are cut short because of the guard who's running, the schedule at the time, and sometimes we don't get our full 50 minutes. You might get 40. When you say out, do you mean outside, like in the yard, or do you mean out of your cell? Out of the cell. Okay. And it's 50 minutes. You have to get on the phone, get in the shower, send off your messages on the kiosk. You don't really have no passes. So then you got to handle everything as far as trying to get in touch with your loved ones. Hopefully your schedule complies with your loved one's work schedule. If not, you're done. Right. They try, they're trying not to mix the cohorts. Now, I'll give them this. At one point in time, we were getting an hour and 15 minutes out twice a day. But, that, I mean, that was, that was a few months ago. They stopped that again in November. Hmm. Uh, we get yard 50 minutes a day every other day, or we're supposed to get it every other day, but sometimes the schedule doesn't comply with that. They do whatever they want to do. Now... This is a Pennsylvania State Correctional Institution, Fayette. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. Before I jump into this, I do want it to be known that Corona was in SEI Fayette as early as December of January 2020. I mean, as early as January of 2020. Uh, there was, mm. At one point, there was a whole block who was like, tore up on it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, call, I mean, my man, he, uh... We, I've been doing this time with him pretty much the whole time. I was down the county with him. I came up there with him. When we get sick, we usually try to sweat it out, play basketball, you know, run, work out, stuff like that. Bro was scared to work out. He was scared to play basketball. He said he couldn't breathe, didn't want to do it. It was Corona. Right. And they were down, like people would be down for the count for at least a week, week and a half at a time. You know what I mean? And hmm. I feel like, it didn't really have a super severity to it because mentally nobody thought this is Corona. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I believe that played a huge, significant part in it. 
But, uh, so, there was a beating at one point. I forget locked down because one of the kitchen workers, they caught it. And when I say kitchen workers, I don't mean an inmate. I'm talking about a staff member. They had caught it. And I believe they may or may not have passed it on. Nobody knows. But they had locked us down. So, there was a, uh, there was a meeting they had a guy in the health department for the prison come around to each block and they had the workers out or people who, well, on the block that I was on, I wasn't a worker, but the, the guard was like, you know, you get along with everybody. I'm going to have you go to this meeting and whatever you get from that, I want you to pass on to the men so that, you know, everybody is aware of what's going on. So, that's in this meeting, huh? I said, that's interesting. So, they, hmm. So, okay, so you're like a representative for the other inmates, and it's basically like word of mouth. You're just supposed to pass it on. I mean, at this time, a lot of people were worried. You know what I mean? And yeah. I had been in the barber shop trying to get my barber license at that time, mm-hmm. but I had also took on the job of passing out books because the libraries were shut down. We couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. I told everybody, you know, I'm going over to this meeting. When I passed all library books, I would share whatever information I was given. So at the time, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't take it serious. I'm like, ah, oh, Corona, what, whatever, man. This is just something to scare everybody. Whatever. But after this meeting, I'm going to be honest with you. I started looking at it it's like, oh, man, this is, uh, this is serious. You know what I mean? They start passing out masks to us. Yeah. Uh, they start discussing with us how to clean. And how we should be all washing our hands and make sure, you know, you talk to people about washing their hands and cleaning stuff after you get off the phone or before you get on the phone and all of that. And that brought on a lot of uncertainty and worry because you don't know what to expect. And I'd like for people to know that where is it is to say during this pandemic, we are probably in the safest place before it starts spreading all crazy because none of us can leave. Right. The only way we can get it is if a guard brings it in. What month huh? was this in that meeting? Uh, late February or early March. Okay. Of 2020. Right. So, during that time, um, you know, we all start trying to get in touch with our families, letting everybody know what's going on. A lot of people start taking it a lot serious, a lot more serious. So, after that, they start separating the prison of court, like, by the workers, they put all the kitchen workers on one block. They put all the um, CI workers on a different block. And CI is pretty much where uh, correction industries, I believe. And in this jail, like every, each jail has one of these. In this jail, they make plates, uh, license plates. Hmm. So they put all of them on one block. They put all the laundry workers on a different block. They put all the kitchen workers on one block. So their whole thing was to separate. That way they can contain it if possible. I guess I don't know. Kind of it makes sense to me. Yeah. So, all right, so during all of this time, you know, things are going, people starting to get used to their 50 minutes, and then that's when the protests and the rats are happening. Now, a lot of people might listen to this and think, like, well, what the hell does that got to do with corona and y'all being there? When the people who are in charge of you are looking at this, mm. and they're coming in like, oh, well, they shouldn't be doing this, and they shouldn't do that. This is the type of shit that you're hearing. Right. It's like, how can you say that when a lot of us have grew up in positions where we've been pulled over and pulled out the car and threw down or cops jump out of the car and put guns at you and you're scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we can relate to this because this is us. That could have been us. You know what I mean? You might know somebody who was in that 
Mm-hmm. It, it just was, it was weird. You know what I mean? And then, and then to only be out of your cell for 50 minutes a day, it's like, you want to make sure your loved ones are cool. You know, and it, it, and honestly, to see all of those people on TV together protesting and everything, it gave us, because there's no camaraderie in here for real, it gave us a little bit of camaraderie. Oh, and really? I actually was in a situation, or seen a situation where a guard got to screaming on somebody about something that was simple. He could have simply said, pull your mask up. You know what I mean? But he got to screaming and hollering, and... A couple of inmates came over like, hey, why are you talking to him like that? Hmm. And, it, and his extreme aggressiveness turned into getting the hell out of there. You yeah. Know? And then he coughed back up and then and now everybody's super, uh, super diplomatic and want to talk about it. And it's just like, <laughs> it gave people, it gave people a feeling of, you know, unitedness, you know? Right. It, it, like, it sucks to say, but that was, it was a good moment for us, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Um, really nice to hear that it's it's just interesting to see like the trickle down effect of like what can happen when you know other people band together and how it can just travel on that's so interesting to hear that like the incarcerated people like were motivated by that and oh absolutely yeah. i mean honestly and it and it really felt good to see because we're all watching the news and this is how we're getting it. You see it in Atlanta, you see it in Los Angeles, you see it in Minneapolis where it happened. You know, you see in Kentucky where Breonna Taylor and everything. But then when you see Pittsburgh on there, it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's really hitting home. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Western Pennsylvania at that. Yeah. Like, you know, you see Philly getting active. Like, it, it was it was just nice. You know what I mean? Um, so to move forward, you know, we're all, at this point, we're getting two two day rooms to be on the phone, shower and kiosk at an hour and 15 minutes. We're getting that twice a day and then we're getting the yard every day. So it's like, this is somewhat good for us. You know, you get a little bit more time to stretch your legs. Yeah. So all of that's going on and then we're creeping closer to the election. Hmm. Now, again, you know, you got people wondering, well, what the hell did that have to do with that? But we're in Western Pennsylvania where I'm at. A lot of guards or Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. A lot of guards, like, said some very uh, <laughs> uncharacteristical things. Like, they they super ballsy around this time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there was a lot of arguments and debates about Trump and Biden around this time. A lot of anger and hate towards the inmates. More than usual. Like, at this time, everybody felt like he would win again. It was like, there was a lot of flexing of the muscles. And by the guards, where the inmates was like, man, if he went, if Trump went, it's going to be hell for us. Yeah. But then we're also thinking, like, if Biden went, it's going to be hell for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, when you can't win. Yeah. Like, that, that was like, that was, that was crazy. You know what I mean? And to have that feeling of, like, uncertainty and not know what's going to happen and the, for the people who are in charge of you to look at you the way that we were getting looked at and talked it's just like man you have no care for us at all no and like, i do want to mention that like that you made a really good point with like if trump wins this isn't good but if biden wins this isn't good but i think the difference is is like the culture 
and who's, um, you know, in the White House. Like, with Donald Trump being in there, everybody's, well, not everybody, but, you know, his supporters are extremely bold, and they feel like they got a one-up, and they can get away with anything. And I feel like it quiets them down a little bit more, uh, being as though Biden's in office. Well, I agree, but when when Trump lost, there was people in there who were like, he didn't lose. Like we've seen video, and it's like, dude, come on, like, are you are you kidding oh, me? Oh, wow! This is what we're talking you about. You have one minute left. Right. This is what we're talking. About. We're really going to talk about this. Like it's <laughs> over, man. He lost. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And so that brings me to my next one: the insurrection of the Capitol. First off, it was on the TV all day in the day room. So mm-hmm. anytime you came out yourself or looked out of yourself, you seen it on the TV. And the guards were glued to it. Uh-huh. Because this was instinct to them. And they're like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's go. Like, what? This, this is what it comes down to. Like, hey, man, I'm calling back. Yeah, so it was scary, man. Like, for lack of better terms, that whole interaction thing was scary. Yeah. You had you have people who, this is, can't make this up, compared the insurrection of the Capitol to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, they did the same thing. And it's like, yo, they killed people. Right. Like, they were looking for people <laughs> of the, like, are you, but these are the people who we have, who were, who were in close quarters with every day. These are the people who are in charge of letting us out of the cell when they want to. Like, these are the people that serve us our food. Right. And it's like, how can you ever get comfortable mm-hmm. or feel safe when this is who is in charge of your daily routine? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing. So, now... They're talking about uh, vaccinations and vaccinating us soon, and they bought the uh, freezer things for the vaccination, and we should be getting them sometime soon. So, how do you feel I'm, about the vaccinations, like the mandatory vaccinations? Well, I don't think it's mandatory. I think they're offering some type of incentive for oh. getting the vaccine, which makes me feel even more a little worried about getting it. Why? Um, because why? Why would you pay me? Or why would first off? First off, let me let me back up. I've never been in another prison besides this one. Right. And in this prison, anytime they do something nice for you, something bad, they're either about to take something from you, mm. or they're about to do something bad. And that's just my person. This is what I have seen. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't want to take the vaccine. First of all, and and on top of that, this vaccine was kind of rushed. And I understand this is what what was needed for us to move forward. Mm -hmm. But I I just feel like there wasn't enough time and effort put into it yet. And I don't want later on. I don't have no kids. I don't want this to affect me being able to have kids in the future. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wake up one day super blind or wake up, uh, what is good? you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want that. So, like, I'm, I'm worried about taking the vaccine. Mom told me that because we're in such close quarters, she said she thinks I should take it, but I don't know. I feel like I'll cross that bridge when I get there. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I know that I'm definitely a little unsure about getting a vaccine. And I'm on the outside, so I can only imagine how you feel, especially just like given the history of how inmates are treated, like it's always just the worst of the worst, bottom of the barrel treatment. So I, yeah. The the last vaccine that I seen that they came out with the new one, Johnson and Johnson, more than likely they're going to give us the worst vaccine they they possibly can get the cheapest one or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's like 66% effective. Right. And not sending people to the hospital. And I don't want that. Like, I feel like I'm better off keep wearing my mask, keep washing my hands, keep wiping the phone down before I get on there, wipe the key off down before I get on there, and taking all those precautions. If I'm still going to have to do it because this thing is only 66% effective. So that's where I'm at with it. Are you sure Uh, it's 66%? That's pretty low. It says 66% effective in not sending people to the hospital. Oh my goodness! Effective in hospitalizations or something like that. That's what I've seen on the internet. Wow. Um, but I'm I'm not going to say that this whole situation was bad. Uh, so some of the pros that came out of this were they started video business. Um, uh-huh. I'd like to get that website put up so that you could anybody who has family in Pennsylvania who's doing time. I'd like to put that information up this for you. This is a call from Pennsylvania State Correctional Institution, Fayette. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. We're going to put that information up for you so that you can set up a visit. I'm not sure exactly the whole process, but we can mm-hmm. get you started. But, um, we'll definitely put that on the Facebook page, um, the link to where you can register and schedule visits. Right. Uh, so that is one of the pros because there's people who've been down 20, 30 years and they have not seen outside of these walls or different facilities in that long. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my first video visit with my family, I haven't been in my home or my parents' home in at that point eight and a half years, well over eight and a half years. So that was like a nice thing to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wait, hold on, can I, I share what that visit was like? <laughs> yeah, what was it like? So we Okay, we had the laptop, and basically we were just showing Jay, like, all the renovations, and we, like, literally took him on a tour of the house. (laughs) Um, I thought that was pretty funny. I didn't realize, like, wow, the house really is completely different from when he was home, so. Not the same at all, you know what I mean? And at the time, I think they had just got the kitchen done and just Mm -hmm. together, uh, and all that. So it was, it was nice to see that. You know what I mean? And I got to see the dogs. Oh, yeah. Moving around, living and moving around and not just in pictures. So, like, that was right. a uh, But one of the cons about this facility is there's, at any given point, 1,700 inmates or more in this facility. And in this facility, there's five, five working machines for general population and one for the whole. So there's six video visitation um, kiosks mm-hmm. for 1,800, 1,900 inmates. So right now, when you try to set up for a video visit for somebody in SCI Fayette, they have it stretched for 60 days 
from the day that you're trying to get on there, and those dates are filled up for months at a time. Literally, literally. I was uh, on the website the other day. Said that he went to a different facility where there's half of the inmates that are here, and they had thirty machines. Oh, what? This is an actual fact. And he told me, like, man, you gotta, y'all gotta file grievances. You know what I mean? Y'all gotta file grievances about this, and a lot of y'all need to file grievances because if you don't, they're not gonna do anything. So what they said is that they've been trying to order them and they're waiting. But I think that's a bunch of BS. And again, there's no camaraderie within these walls, so nothing ever gets done. They do what they want to do. So another pro is it forces you to, to look into your law work. The con to that is you can't go to, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can't go to the law library unless you're fighting your case by yourself and you have a deadline. That is the only way that you can go to the law library in this prison right now. And it has been like that for the last couple of months. And you only now, have 50 minutes? Uh, right now, I'm scheduled to go every Saturday from 7.45 to 9 o'clock. Oh, okay. But the thing is, if I didn't know how exactly to work my case or look, know what to look for in my case, mm -hmm. how can I properly defend myself? Right. You know what I mean? In my situation, I've had three attorneys tell me, oh man, just take the 22 years they gave you, you shouldn't even fight it like really seems like they just really do whatever they want. They do. And if, and if there was an investigation to take place where they would be unaware and didn't know to fix certain stuff up, I think a lot of things would change in there. Uh, some of the cons that happened during this situation is, um, for me, I personally feel like because I wasn't home, I was unable to get that mandatory family time that everybody else got. Uh, you call home, a lot of people like, oh, I'm tired of being in the house. Like, I'm tired of being up under this person and my kids. Listen, I would have loved to have been home during that time. Like, mm -hmm. I'm watching TV. You get to see all the TikTok videos and everything that families are making and all that. I would have loved to have been a part of that. Yeah. That kills me, you know what I mean? But um, another issue is we, some, they make the schedule. They're supposed to make the schedule ahead of time. I've actually, being as though I work and I go from block to block, I've seen situations where they don't even get to see their schedule. So they don't know when they're coming out until their door gets open. And I feel like that's, it never gives you proper time to get prepared to go if you're going to your, put on all your clothes. That it's right. kind of cold outside. Yeah. Put on all your clothes and everything so you're, burnt, you're getting burnt for your time or, or to get ready for the shower and everything. So it's like you never know when you're getting out. And then sometimes when you do know, one of the issues I'm having on my block when you do know sometimes they don't let you out 
on time. So the other day, we were five minutes late coming out, and then they sent us in ten minutes early. And then I got cussed out and argued with because I didn't get out of the shower in time because, I mean, we still had 10 minutes left. How are you going to tell me to go in? Right. But that's the type of stuff that happens, man. It's a lot of misuse of power going on up there, and I feel like they're they're going to use the same way they use corona to, quote, unquote, help us and change stuff for the better. They're also using it to take away certain things. Like, mm-hmm. they're telling us that we'll never walk down to the dining area ever again. They're closing those down. They're going to feed us only on the on the block. And those walks were good. You know what I mean? Like, it gets you some air, mm-hmm. stretch your legs, something like that. The type of thing was nice to have, man. Uh, my opinion, I feel like if it was up to this jail, I feel like they would take the visits permanently. Oh, I wow. think that they're trying to take the visits permanently. Oh, wow. I believe that they're going to try to say, like, oh, there's no drugs in here, and they were all coming in through the visits, but that's hmm. super not true because, and Gab, you've been up here, so you know, they bought a body scanner. So when right. you leave your visit, you have to go through a body scanner. Yep. If there's drugs still coming in here, either your body scanner's broke or you need to do something else, figure out something else. But... I believe they're going to try to use that to Restrict. punish us and take away our visits and yeah. try to keep us solemnly in here. And I believe that they're going to try to keep this like this for as long as they can before they do. And they do this because not a lot of people, there's no camaraderie within these walls. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough people complaining to their family and having their family call up here or look into it. But um, I want to thank y'all for listening. We got some good things coming up for y'all. I hope y'all stay tuned. Wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you write us a review and follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram. It's all at an inmate's point of view with Big J. Right. Thank y'all again for listening. This is an easy place to get into. It's super hard to get out. So cherish your freedom, y'all. Remember, keep saying these people's names. Don't let their names go in vain. I'll let y'all in a little bit. The caller has hung up.